Hi there, this is Terry, and welcome to another episode of the Animation Industry Podcast. Today I'm chatting with Jamal Plummer, a local CG animator here in Toronto. Jamal studied animation at Seneca College and has since worked at quite a few studios as a 3D animator, including Cup of Coffee, Guru, Jamfield, and Industrial Brothers. So if you're looking to become a CG animator like Jamal, this episode is for you because he gives his best tips and advice on what it takes to get hired as a CG animator and what you can expect from your first job. Plus, he's going to share what he did to up his game when he was having trouble finding work, how to make the right connections that pay off, and the ins and outs of what a 3D animation role actually entails on a weekly basis. Now, before we get into the chat, I have a sponsored message to share with you, and it comes from The Animation Box. The Animation Box is an online learning platform specializing in teaching 3D character animation. Right now, they have a special deal on their Cartoon Mechanics Masterclass, where you can learn step-by-step -step how to animate a cartoon stylized shot, from blocking to breakdown to spline, all in Autodesk Maya. This masterclass is a 20 plus hour video course full of unique lectures, tips and tricks, and workflow methods that are used in the feature film industry today. You'll also get access to their unique character rigs for Maya that can be used to create your own personal shots too. Plus, they offer mentorship training and more workshops are coming in the near future. So you should go and check them out at theanimationbox.com. And I've included a link to all this in the description of this podcast. Now, let's jump into the chat. All right. Hi, Jamal. How are you doing? Thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm excited to chat about the world of 3D animation in Toronto. Uh, okay, I'll <laughs> um, do my best. Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks. Uh, so we're talking about 3D animation. I'm wondering, how did you get into this in the first place? Because if I'm thinking back, like, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, 3D was not as big as it is now. So how did you end up getting on this path in the first place? Yeah, well, well, originally I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a hand-drawn animator. So, uh, so I, so, well, okay, well, it all began when I first uh, watched uh, my first Looney Tunes cartoon and I saw all the characters squashing and stretching and doing all these great expressions and like they were moving so fluently and like everything was funny and and like it really caught my eye, and um, I only found out a few. Like I think, like I think, like a few, like like a year or two later, that like that's an actual job. So, so ever since that day when I saw, ever since that day when I saw that first cartoon, I knew I wanted to do that. It was just the only thing was how could I do it and be good at it, basically. So, so like, I knew I, I knew at a very young age I wanted to I wanted to do this. It's just getting there is a the hard part. Gotcha. So I'm I'm guessing you were like maybe like five or six when you first saw this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And oh then, yeah. Yeah. I was like five or six. And then by so the like, time you were like seven, you're like, this is a job. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Like I found out pretty early on that like oh yeah, this like you could do this for a living. Like this is works. And so so like ever since then, I so I started pursuing art and like trying to learn what I can with animation before I went to college. Oh, so wow. in high school, yeah. So like so like from. From like grade school to high school, I would always be drawing like superheroes. I would, I would always be, I would always have my nose in comic books. I would always be watching cartoons and playing games, and all those things really inspired me to like pursue an art career. Nice, nice. So for years, you were just kind of fantasizing about becoming a two D animator like the Looney Tunes. 
Um, exactly. And you were like working your butt off and then you got into college. Mm-hmm. And then how, how was that experience? How did that, did that change your uh, perception of going into 2D versus 3D? I'm just wondering when you made the switch. Oh, yeah. Like um, it did change my perception because like Tanjiro stuff was getting pushed out a bit. But like I knew like, like I knew I wanted to do 3D when I saw, I think it was like, like I knew, sorry, I had an interest in 3D when I saw Reboot for the first time. <laughs> I saw just all the primitive, like, like it yeah. was all, like, it was, show was awesome. yeah, it was, yeah, that was, yeah, that was like, what, yeah, that was like, that was, that was like a really I just looked it up, show. it's from, it came out in 1994. Yeah, 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 94, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and like, it was one of the first CG shows, yeah. but like, just the look was so out there, because like, I know it takes place in a computer, yeah. But like just the look itself was really out there. Like all the designs of the sprites and the viruses and the and the binomes and the nulls, like it was it was all so different and like that kind of piqued my interest. And then like once Beast Wars came out and Shadow Raiders and all the other 3D shows, like I got more and more interested in it. So 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 when I got to school and I found out 3D was an option, I sort of turned toward that. Yeah. Because I think at the time, hand-drawn stuff was being, like, there wasn't much in this in, in, in Toronto. So I thought the next best thing is 3D. So because the principle still transfers, just you're just you're just using a different medium, like a different pencil. Right, right. I'm just thinking, uh, like, Reboot and Beast Wars, those are, those are, like, pioneers in 3D for TV shows, pretty much. Oh, um, yeah. So you... I would almost say you're at the beginning of this this curve of 3D animation. So you're in school, you Ooh. discover 3D, and you're like, I want to do this. So you were kind of, and, and just at the turning point when 2D was, I mean, 2D is still around, but when 3D was yeah. becoming more a thing. So when you yeah. graduated, sorry, your degree is in animation, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah animation. What, what school did you go to? Seneca College. Seneca, very nice. Yeah. Um, so when you graduated, how... Were there lots of opportunity in 3D, or was it still kind of a struggle to find something there? It was still a bit of a struggle. Like when I first got out, um, my first job was actually in in 2D doing a flash game. So, so yeah, so I still had that like as a backup for when I got into 3D. It was just when I graduated school, I felt like uh, my 3D portfolio wasn't that strong enough. So. So I accepted some 2D roles. So in the meantime, I could like improve on my 3D work. Gotcha. Yeah. Were there a lot and, of other people competing to get into 3D at the same time? Oh yeah. yeah. Like animation, it's a very competitive industry. Like there's a lot of people like running for spots and whatnot. And, like there's only so many. So like, yeah, um, it was pretty competitive. But like when I got out, like I, I, I didn't find work like that quickly, it still took a little bit, but like I was still like hungry for it. So I tried to work my spare time, just getting my 3D up. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just wondering. So you've, you've done a lot in 3D now and you've, you know, you've got yeah. a portfolio and a demo reel going and I'm, I'm assuming you see a lot of other people's demo reels coming out of school too. Comparatively, oh, yeah. when you look back to your demo reel from when Ooh. you came out of Seneca, what, what was that like versus what it is now, what people are coming out with now? Uh, well, like, j- j- just for me, like, when I got out, my stuff was not that strong. Like, it's like, um, when I, when I finished my reel and saw for the first 
first time, like, I thought to myself, like, yeah, I got to do, I got some more work to do. But, like, the stuff I see nowadays, like, like I think I saw a student demo reel, like, a few, like, a little while ago. And, like, the stuff they do now is amazing. Like, like. So what, what was it, what was in your original demo reel? Like, what did you include? Well, we were supposed to include, like, um, like, a dialogue shot, a biomechanic shot, um, like, shots that show good acting, good posing, good timing, good lip sync. And like a and an overall character and and like an overall good character performance. Yeah. So like I think we have to have like I think it was like three to four shots of like of you demonstrating your knowledge of three D. Gotcha. So that and, means me. Yeah. So, and versus sorry. what what does your reel include now that's changed from you said dialogue body mechanics timing with lip sync and performance like what does your reel now include? Well, 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 my reel right now like it just like it includes the same thing, but like it's it's just um it shows better. like <laughs> yeah yeah well, well, yeah a little bit better like like I improved a bit, but like but like my reel now just shows like I have work. I have worked on like on like uh on a on like perfect on like a TV shows like professional shows so um yeah. so my reel right now shows like my production like my my uh, production experience gotcha like it's, you- yeah so like like it still has it still has the basic elements of like uh, good acting biomechanics time and space and whatnot yeah. but the extra thing I have now is like production work like I, I have studio work on my reel. So something that uh, I've I've kind of gotten the impression of is your demo reel should speak for itself, right? And yeah, yeah. In terms of like your talent, but I'm wondering if somebody sees like, oh, hey, Jamal worked on X Y Z show. Does that immediately impress them versus like a really great dialogue scene of something you just made up on your own? Like, do they do they look to see that you actually have industry experience versus mm-hmm. just really great per- talent? Um, like, yes, industry experience, if I, if I show a reel with, like, with some actual shows under my belt, like, yeah, that, that does bump you up, because, like, you know what it's like to work in a studio, and you have, like, real production experience, like, Mm -hmm. if you have, like, if you do come out of school with a super strong reel, you still you're still in a pretty good standing to 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 get picked right away because hmm. um what they're looking for is is on top of production work they want to see that that like you're good like um they want to see that you have a strong that you have strong animation skill so like if you, if you come out of school and you have no experience but you have a really killer demo reel you still you have a good chance of of getting hired pretty quickly Gotcha. So yeah. it's it sounds to me like everything comes down to the demo reel, <clears throat> specifically yeah. for what job you're looking for. I'm wondering because you went through Seneca and and I'm I'm at Sheridan right now and it's a degree program. So mm-hmm. we have to take uh, various courses. Like, um, say I want to get into 3D character animation, I also yeah. have to take storyboarding, life drawing like all these other classes that may help my overall skill, but are un, mm-hmm. like I won't include in my portfolio at the end of the day, right? Right. So I, I would assume you had kind of a similar experience at Seneca, is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. When I first began, I did the three-year program, 
Yeah. So, uh, so I, did t- I, I had to, I had to, I had to take all the, all the courses that are in an ambition production. So I had to take storyboarding, life drawing, layout, character design, like acting for animation and ambition history and animation history. So like, so they go down. So they basically cover all the bases. And as you progress through the year, you slowly find what you want to do. And then you focus on that in your final, in your final year. Gotcha. So you kind of like pump all your juice into that's a weird way of saying it. <laughs> it's all right. into a 3D animation. So you have a killer portfolio, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. I was, yeah. I was just wondering how, because like, how do those other courses play into the portfolio? Because what I'm experiencing is maybe I'm not the best at life drawing, but it's helping me get better at like posing overall, yeah. helping me in like 2D animation and stop motion or whatever. So yeah. did, it, did your experience, was that similar? Where all those kind of, Related oh, yeah. courses help you build a better point, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like like all the courses, once you learn them, like it could funnel into the thing you want to do. Like yeah, yeah, like the example you said was like I did a lot of life drawing, and that helped with my posing. So so the more life draw, the better I'll get a better eye of finding a strong pose, and I could translate that into my uh, 3D work. And same with learning 2D animation. Like I learned the principles of 2D animation, like. Like squash and stretch, secondary timing, spacing, exaggeration, all those mm-hmm. things, and like I could funnel that into Maya because the principles on the medium, like the the dimensions may be different, but the uh, principles still transfer translate. Yeah, so yeah. so I owe a lot. I owe a lot of my three D know how to my two D know how because like even even storyboarding that like learning how to storyboard help me set up shots and try to properly translate through shots. So like, so learning boarding, I kind of, I learned like, um, I learned cinematography, like how to, how to do a sequence properly. So like each thing, like each thing you learn in the beginning can funnel into your final reel, like into your final work. If you want to, if you want to pursue like animating or, or design or the storyboarding or whatnot. So, yeah, basically all those skills you learn do do help in the long run. Gotcha, that makes sense. So let me get your opinion on this maybe. Because sure. uh, sometimes, so everybody has a different path into the industry and some people will do like an exclusively 3D online course to create a yeah. portfolio versus going to school. Do you have any opinion on that? Um, taking a general degree program uh, and then focusing? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I did both. Like I did, I did Seneca and and I took a course in and I, and I took a course in I animate. I animate, yeah. Like they're both, yeah. Like like they're both. Like I recommend. Like I recommend both. Like it just depends on like on what you get out of it. Like um, if you go to if you go to college, like um, it's cool because like you could you you can network a bit more like you can meet with the teachers you can meet you can meet with your peers and like build kind of a networking and build kind of a kind of a networking community and like you could also learn off and like um the good thing about college is you can meet new people and like you kind of learn off of them so like if they figure out a technique that's useful they could kind of share it or like um if you're working on a if you're working on a project and you want to critique 
you could turn to your guest mate and ask if you could put some eyes on it just to see how it looks. So like the benefit of college is like you're around people. Like you're right, like you're around like everyone. You're around your students, your teachers, like and it's all in one facility. So like it's better that way. And 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 also the teachers there, like they're they're all they're all professionals too, and it, they're all working. They're all working professionals in iAnimate and in Seneca. So, like, no matter what, you're getting industry. You're getting real. You're getting real time industry um, feedback. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. So, so what is the big difference with iAnimate? Because that is online. You, I'm yeah. assuming you don't get the community experience so much. But what is that? Can you explain the process a little bit of how that works and what you got out of that specifically? Yeah, well, I animate. It was it was kind of the same. Well, it was similar, but not really a school because like we were all in a like we, we like on a certain day we would all um, we would all gather in a group chat and mm-hmm. we would chat with everyone else and um, and um, our instructor he would go through each of our shots. And kind of it's like he would he would critique each of our shots and kind of explain what you could do better, what could stay, what could go, and um, and uh, how to make it better. And um, there is kind of, like there is a community there, like uh, there's like forums and like uh, and group chats that you could enter with all the other animators around the world. And um, so like you could so you could still chat and get critiques and like and a network about things it's just um the only difference is like you're not in the same room you're still mm-hmm. connected like all over the world and like the instructors there are like are like each are like dreamworks animators and disney animators so you're getting like you're getting a lot of feature knowledge from feature animators gotcha yeah I, i'm almost inclined to say this podcast has been sponsored by iAnimate. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no it's not Okay. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. Like I, yeah. Anyways, go on. <laughs> Sorry. Good. College. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so you, okay. So you came out of Seneca and you mm-hmm. had trouble finding a job in 3D. Mm-hmm. Then you went into iAnimate. What did iAnimate give you specifically that helped you up your portfolio? What was the major thing that you learned there? The major, like, one of the big, big things I learned there was, um, was, uh, using a reference, like, like instead of just jumping into your shot, like plan it out, like draw some boards, shoot some reference, like animate off your reference, like, yeah. and um, and they also really hit acting, like, like uh, like they really wanted to focus on like on good acting, good decisions, good, like just good choices in a performance, like, sorry, like um. One of our instructors advised us to, to take improv classes. Did you? Sorry? Did you take improv? No, well, I couldn't afford it at the moment, but like I would like I would act I would act in front of a camera and try to like get the best performance I can. <laughs> like like I tried to be like a wannabe like I tried to be a wannabe actor, but um I think it's really like acting is very acting is very hard. So I did a lot of takes but yeah like it did inspire me to get in front of a camera more and 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 like not be so shy and like just act out the scene as best you can nice. and uh the cool thing is like you don't have to copy your acting verbatim you can use it as a reference just like 
say if I move a certain way and I like how my head moved or like I like that arc I put in my hand, like I could I could incorporate that into my animation, into my shot. So like I can shoot the reference and take bits and pieces from the reference to like to make my shot a bit more believable or a bit more entertaining. But but what I animate really, really focus on was like, yeah, like strong, strong acting and um and uh be really articulate with your shot like 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 make sure everything like make sure like you have every micro movement of like the face or something or like or like try to find a lot of good moments within moments you know like it's it was very advanced the anime stuff nice yeah i'm wondering now that you've been in the professional workforce for some time are you still shooting reference video when you're on a shot? Oh, heck yeah, of course. Yeah, like, like before I started a shot, like, before I even clicked the mouse, sorry, before I even clicked the mouse, like, I would sketch out my keyframes. I would think of acting beats. I would, I would think of ways of how my character can move in and out of his pose, like, in an entertaining, fluent way. And if, yeah, and if I really get, and if I really get into it, like, I could go into the hall and shoot some reference. Like, say I want to get a certain mouse shape or an eye dart. Yeah, I would I'd grab my phone and go into the hall and, like, shoot some reference and, like, try to work off that. So, yeah, ever since, ever since after, ever since after I animate, I really, really, really went hard into filming reference because it helps so much. And, and also shooting that reference, it also adds to your reference library in your head. So, like, you're getting all this good information just by sh just by standing in front of a camera for like three seconds and just watching how and just watching the natural movement of your body. Like it's those it eye openings, really good. Nice. I never actually thought of the reference library in your head. I'm, I think that's an interesting point that you just brought up. Just the fact that you are doing this so often, you just have like a natural, I guess, learning to remember. Oh yeah, when I do this kind of shot, like that face does this or something like that yeah 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 like like if i do this movement like the chest moves this way so i'll keep that in mind for my next shot so yeah, like yeah yeah i just keep running more and more so after you did the i animate and you you like and fixed up your portfolio how long did it take you to find a job after then did you find it was much easier or still kind of difficult it was it was still difficult like i struggled a lot through the years but um once I improved my reel and um, got out there again, yeah, I did manage to find work. I think it was like four or five months later, I found some work at a at a place called Arc, where I worked on Thompson Friends for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. So so, but yeah, but that did help. Like just taking time off to improve, and then going back out there and just finding the right opportunities. Like yeah, it in the long run it helped me, and I, I just tried to continue that cycle. Gotcha. I'm still strong, like, like, don't get me wrong, it's still really hard, but, like, I have a better feel of it now, so. Nice. Is there something that you, uh, when you're putting together a portfolio to get your next gig or contract or whatever, are you like, I can't wait to put this type of thing in because it's going to really impress whoever's looking at it? Like, do you have something that showcases that, like a specialty? Uh, uh, um... Well, like when I'm working on a reel, like I'm not thinking, like I'm honestly not thinking, like who I'm gonna impress. I'm more so doing it because I like it. Huh. But, like, but like, well, I shouldn't say it. Well, wait, let me rephrase that. Okay. <laughs> like, like I do, like, 
like yes, like, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like I, like when I put this in, I really hope that like like I'm sure they'll like it. Like like I hope they'll find it entertaining. Yeah. But, like, so each shot it kind of motivates me to like be more entertaining than the last shot because um I'm hoping I guess it'll catch their eye and like they'll they'll remember me in the in the future. Nice. So it's tough to answer. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. So do you do you have a specialty of something that you are specifically good at within 3D that you're like, I can't wait to work on this? Like, is it is it like dialogue or I don't know, uh, what is the thing that you really like to do? I like animating like uh, like full body stuff, like care, like mostly like action stuff, like characters running, jumping, fighting. Like I'm more of an action type person. Like I love epic action and, and dynamic angles and like really intense uh, sequences so so like i did a fight like i did a i did a small fight scene a few years ago like i was very proud of that so so in the back of my mind i was like oh man once they i was like oh man once someone sees this cool fight scene it'll really catch your eye like can you I, reveal what show or project it was on so we can look it up <laughs> oh well this one was per, like this one was a personal one like ah. it was like unreal so like it was it was from my anime so I think it's on, I think it's on my Vimeo, but like I did a small like I used I used um I used the Jackie Chan movie as a reference, uh, and like I sort of animated him fighting fighting uh like it was Jackie Chan fighting Benny the Jet, I think it was in Wheels on Meals or something, but like I liked that action scene because it was comedic and fun, so I animated that hoping like yeah once I get this done and folks see it like it'll look it'll be, it'll be pretty dope. So nice. Well, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna find that clip and put it in the description of this podcast. So <laughs> sure. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So, um, so is, yeah. Is there a show or a project that uh, maybe you've done professionally that we can check out to see some of your magic at work? Yeah, Paw Patrol and Thomas and Friends. Yeah. How yeah, many um, how many fight how many fight scenes are in Thomas and Friends? <laughs> so many fight scenes. Strange. <laughs> no, no, like. That was dialogue heavy, um, yeah. but like there was still some good action in that show. Like I, I really enjoyed my time on Thomas. It was a really fun time. Like, gotcha. But um, the most action you'll see is in Paw Patrol because like there are vehicles and group shots and whatnot. So yeah, I, I, yeah. So uh, you you've kind of um, worked at quite a few studios here in Ontario over the years. Yeah. I'm wondering, can you give an overview of? which studios are looking for CG? Because not not all of them are CG focused or have mm -hmm. CG shows. So what is the actual industry like here in, in Ontario for CG? Well, the industry for CG here is pretty good. Like it's 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 growing. Like Toronto's becoming a hub for CG animation, like Vancouver and uh, and Montreal. Yeah. And like some yeah, like some 3D studios here is uh there's Guru and Jample to 3D. Um Snowball is 3D. Uh, oh man, there are others. It's just escaping right now. Snowball is 3D, and like there are other studios that do 2D and 3D. So like, oh sorry, tangent. That's mm -hmm. that's all. That, that's all 3D. And uh, oh my gosh, wrong <laughs> Like I, I did so much. I, I did so much applying too. Uh, oh no, yeah, but like, that's alright. <laughs> No, no, yeah, but the bigger ones are like, uh, yeah, Guru, Jamfield, Tangent, 
snowball VFX. They're doing 3D rocket science. That's more VFX though. So like, so there is a 3D like there is a booming 3D uh, industry here, but like um, I'm seeing mostly in VFX. But there is, but there are studios that do character animation as well. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's something that I didn't think of right away. There's, there's kind of like almost maybe three or more categories of CG. There's like video games, which is totally different. There's VFX, which is like TV show and movie. Yeah, effects. exactly. Uh, yeah. Then there's TV shows. So say, uh, have you worked in all three kind of categories or maybe there's more categories I'm not thinking of? Uh, no, I, I mostly worked on children's shows. Gotcha. Because I was going to ask like, what is if you know maybe or if you don't that's fine too what is the difference if i'm putting together a vfx reel versus a tv show reel versus a video game reel i'm assuming they're very different different yeah. things yeah i well i could go with what i think because like don't take my word for it like like totally but like i think with vfx you need more like um you need more like photo real stuff like yeah. like more for like um if you're making a vfx animation reel you need like like hyper realistic animation so like like so, like creatures, animals, like like um, I think there's some mocap in it, and uh, yeah, like it's it's mostly like creature heavy. If you're doing us, if you're doing a person, it's got to be like almost roto, like 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 really really realistic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like I I think with VFX, it's mostly realistic. Like just be like. Just when you're working on your reel, make sure make sure it's very make sure it's very real and believable. That yeah. makes sense. And then and what about what about the video game side of things? Are you, do, you, game, do you yeah? A little bit. I think game is like they want to see really good body mechanics. So like walk cycles, um, like walk cycles, uh, like heavy object move, like heavy object moving. Um, that sounds kind Characters. of similar to TV. What I would expect, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they, they, they are a bit similar. Like they are similar. Like with anime, with with gaming, I think you're doing mostly cycles, like walk cycles, run cycles, combat stuff. Um, yeah, object stuff. Like, like I mentioned before. So like, like with with gaming, you're doing like it feels like you're doing more cycles and like actual acting. Yeah. So it'll be a bit more body mechanic heavy than like acting heavy because. I think most of the acting in gaming is, is on a is on a mocap. Gotcha. I think I, yeah. So so I'm assuming there's more fight scenes in video games and maybe yeah. even uh, VFX. What is stopping you from getting into those studios? Uh, just sticking with TV. Basically, it's just overall like I have. It's just skill for me. Like I need to, I need to just level up. Basically, I gotta get good. So like I just so like I I have to go back and do more research and more planning and more and more just acting and like and and just talking to more people. Yeah. So yes, like like yeah. So that's basically what I have to do is just it's just get a stronger reel and gear it more towards VFX. So so like more realistic stuff, not so much a cartoony snappy. Yeah. Picture. So I'm almost thinking it requires kind of like a different skill set if you want to switch over to a different studio that focuses on like video games or VFX. Do you know people that you work with currently that kind of switch between studios like that? Or does everybody kind of stay within like TV people stay in TV, video game people stay in video game, et cetera? No, 
I know some folks who jump from like TV shows to feature film to gaming back to TV shows or or they go from gaming back to feature film. So like so like a lot of animators they do they, they can bounce around. It's it's very it's very versatile it's very versatile. So like like no one's no one no one can ever be stuck in one part. Like it's very fluent. You can bounce around each each one if you want to. It okay. just depends on what you put in the reel. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm wondering maybe we could talk about the kind of the process of um, working for a studio because I I know you've you've been to quite a number of studios here in Toronto mm -hmm. and Ontario. What at what point do you start looking to work on a new show or contract? Um, I guess I look for the new contract when my current one runs out. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, but, when it runs out, or are you like always? Are you always like scouting around? Oh no! Like I like I am always I do always have my feelers out. Like I'm always kind of looking around. Yeah. But then yeah, like I like I'm always looking around. But then when I am at a job, like that's my focus. Gotcha. So like yeah, but like I'll still that like I'll still I'll still have my ear to the ground just to see what's happening. Like just to just to be in the loop. So how do you catch wind of a new project coming up? Well, I usually. I usually hit up a website called the uh, Canadian and sorry, one second. I usually hit up a website called Canadian Animator Resources. Oh, I haven't heard of this. Canadian Animator Resources. Anim yeah, yeah. No, sorry, Canadian Animation Resources, and like they have job postings there, and uh, and also sometimes I would kind of ask my peers, like, like if I find out, like, um. Usually, a friend of mine would tell me, "Oh, this place is looking for animators. Maybe uh, resume." So, like, so it's half online and half like just on the grapevine. Gotcha. I just went to the website and it says we're undergoing difficulties. We're doing maintenance right now, and we'll be available oh, shortly. <laughs> wow. Oh, all right. So is it down? Hopefully, it's not down. That sucks. <laughs> I, yeah, because I worked because I was on the last time and it was fine. But I guess yeah, they're doing maintenance. <laughs> What a coincidence. So there's just like a do, I guess all the companies post their positions there and you just kind of scour through and see if something fits. Yeah, what's, exactly. What's like, other than like obviously reaching out and being like, hey, here's my portfolio or my resume or my cover letter, or whatever. Like, what is, what is the hiring process typically like? Are you, is it like a series of interviews? Do they just say, oh, we like your portfolio. Would you like to come in? That's it? Yeah. 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 Well, no, well, it, it's mostly like yeah, like they see the demo reel, yeah. And if they think you have the, like if they think you have the stuff, like if they think you're qualified, then they'll ask you in for an interview, gotcha. and then like and then you just meet them in person, and um, they'll tell you what they're like. They'll they'll explain to you what the job is, and here are the hours, and like what they're and like what they're looking for, and like how the show works. So it's like a basic interview for any job. It's just like. Okay. Uh, Yes. Because like, I, I was yeah. going to ask, like, what what do they what are they looking for in the interview specifically? Like, if they already know you have the technical skill, what else are they looking for? Just to see that you are a regular person or something, or can maintain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, 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 a, like a, they want to know, like, um, if you're good to work with, and like, yeah, yeah, just basically, yeah, basically how you are as a person, like, what's your personality like? So how do you how do you showcase that in the interview specifically? <laughs> uh, I just be nice, make be eye nice. contact. Like just be, you know, be respectful. Like make yeah. eye contact. Like um, 
ask questions if you can. Like just like just be just be normal. Like like don't try to put on some show. Just just come in as yourself, and that usually works. Just be genuine. Gotcha. So then when they are like, hey, we want you to come and work for us, they send you a contract, and then you just walk into the studio and start working. You yeah, like uh, like uh, they'll send you an offer, and then um. They'll either send you a contract online or you go on your first day and do some paperwork and then they just show it to your desk and then they give you shots and then you go. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty fast. Just jump right yeah. in. Basically, yeah. There, well, there are some places where like they'll train you and ease you in, but usually like from what I remember, like you just jump in. Like, because I think, it, well, in the interview, like, you already meet, like, the leads and the, and the, and the, and the managers and whatnot, so. Okay. So, when you so what do you, what do you day, do to just, get up yeah. to, what do you do to get up to speed on that first day when they're like, here are your shots, go for it, like, <laughs> I'm assuming well, it just takes a little bit of time. Well, yeah, yeah, of course, like, there's a slow build up, like, like, I slowly build up, but, like, to prepare, I'll sometimes, like, if the show is out already, I'll watch I'll watch previous episodes just to get the feel of the style. And then like, and then the first day, like I'll just, I'll just, I'll spend most of it trying to just use the rig, like see how the rig works and whatnot. And then, um, and then later on in the day, like, and then, and then after that, I'll jump into some shots and just start working. Gotcha. It's like, then- yeah, like, and then you just go at it till the show's done and the contract's over, and then you like repeat, right? I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, like you'll either get an ex- like, like um, sometimes you'll get an extension, or sometimes like they'll just have you on for that block of time and keep you on file for later if if they if they find any more spots for you. So, like, it depends mostly. Yeah, I've I've talked to other animators in Toronto, um, mostly mm-hmm. in like two D, and everybody kind of has a similar experience where they. Um, are on a contract for a show and then that ends and then they start a different contract and that might be at a different studio or maybe mm-hmm. the same studio in a different show. And it, it's like everybody ends up working at every every studio here. Yeah, exactly. how, yeah, yeah. yeah, how typical is it to actually get a full time? Like, because from my background in the business world, like I worked two, at two companies in each for three and a half years each where I just, there was an opportunity to stay there forever. Um, yeah. So how typical is it for somebody to get hired full time and work for years at one studio? Hmm. Well, um, I, well, I don't know for sure because it never happened to me. But like, um, I think it's pretty typical. I think it's pretty, pretty common. Like if they like you and like, like if they like you and you do good work and like you gel with everyone else and you want to yeah. learn more, like, like they'll keep like sometimes we'll keep you like I don't know how it works but like I do see like I do have friends there who've been at studios for like for like for years and years gotcha because yeah just because yeah like they're good or they like they're really good or like to me I think is like they're really good and like um folks are like them so like why not keep this super strong animator there just to just to just to have be there just to have them be there and make good work gotcha is that something that you would want or do you you kind of thrive in this like working because i'm also assuming if you're at one studio for a while maybe they have shows that uh are are like in their like i don't know six season or something too like they have stable shows where you can keep working on it or um so is that something that you would want to do or or do you kind of thrive by going contract to contract 
and seriously. Yeah, well, well, I don't mind going contract for the contract, but like I am shooting for a permanent spot because okay. like pressure bounces around so much. So yeah, what? yeah, like like I would like it, like 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 in the long run, I would like a I would like a longer like I would like a longer spot because like yeah, it just it just takes the pressure out of like just always always searching. So once you know you have like a solid a solid job, like you kind of relax a bit. Gotcha. Yeah. That, well, that makes sense a lot. Um, yeah. I'm just also wondering when you get on a new contract, is it like all your buddies from the last contract start working again? You're like, Hey, what's up guys? Yeah. Like again, it's a very small industry. So yeah, I do. I do see a lot of folks I knew in the past. So it's a nice little reunion. Like we kind of catch up, be like, Hey, how, how's life? How was life going beforehand? What are you up to nowadays? So like, yeah, you, you, you do see a lot of familiar faces. Nice. That's that's really yeah. funny. I see folks from it. It's nice seeing folks you work with before just doing well. It's, it's cool. So yeah, you kind of took me through the hiring process where you submit a portfolio and then they call you in for an interview. But when you come on a project, it seems like you already know a bunch of people there. How much does the connection thing actually pay off versus like just cold? Uh, submitting your portfolio every time like does does it happen where somebody's like hey uh you know i just got hired on this gig and i put a good word in for you for the director and you know just submit your portfolio and you should have like an interview lined up does that happen or is it all cold no well not like it's mostly cold but like but no like i do have like sometimes someone will like shoot me some info and put in a good word for me Mm -hmm. so like network aspect really like is really 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 good because like if you know someone on the inside they can, they can kind of vouch for you be like like i know i knew jamal way back i used to work with him he's a he's a he's a he's a he's an okay guy like 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 i'll give his information because like most folks are because most folks do need people so like if you like if you have a friend of a friend it's kind of it is beneficial because like you kind of you kind of bypass the you kind of bypass the um is like is this person a like does this does this person have a good personality type thing so um like getting recommended from a friend of a friend is is very helpful because it kind of skips a cold calling process because yeah. like they explain that they kind of have an idea of you so I would say having like I would say networking and getting to know people will help you like a lot like vastly do you do you go to things like industry events and job fairs and stuff like that too oh yeah 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 so do you have uh what's the best way for you to get to know someone i guess just talk to them like, just talk to them hey what's up yeah. well, get to know them. like 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 well like don't like okay what i would do is like i wouldn't like if i'm meeting someone in the industry i'm not like in my like, I'm not thinking like, oh, like I'm not thinking this person is gonna get me a job. I just want to get to know them and learn from them. And just yeah, like I want to use them. Like I just want to, I just want to get to know them. You know? Do you have like the equivalent of a, a pickup line <laughs> for no, meeting someone new? Like really. no, I, no, like like at an like usually usually at an event, I just say hi. Like I'll I'll see a studio. I'll I'll go up to them. I'll introduce myself. Yeah. I'll ask looking for and just and like we'll chat about that but like at a but like at an animation party or something like where there's no desk like i'll just 
like I'll just mingle. Like I wouldn't like I wouldn't be like, hey, I'm an animator. Here's my here's my reel. Like right. I show someone a reel while having a beer. Like I'll just I'll just mix. I'll just chat with them. What is an animation party? Oh, well, like okay, <laughs> like 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 Taffy. Like they have okay, like okay. Um, I see. Like the yeah. the like the mixer. Before. Okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Animation party. What am I thinking? Yeah, yeah. Like a like a mixer with industry people. Like like I'm not like if I go to one of those things. Like I'm not gonna bring a reel. I'm just gonna like mingle with people and just yeah. talk to folks. Like I don't have like my intent isn't to find a job. It's just to meet people. So I, I've been to it. I've been to like the Taffy Mixer. I've been to like the job fair, and cool. uh, like I've been to some things, and I still get super nervous when talking to somebody for the first time. I'm like in my head, I'm like, what do what I say? Do? How do I approach them? What yeah. if there's and then there's like a dead silence for a little bit, and it's awkward. Yeah. Does that ever go away? Nope. Well. <laughs> well no, no, no! It does, it does, it does. Like I was kidding. Once you get more, <laughs> once you get more comfy with people, like they'll be able to, like words will come out easier. Okay. Like, like it was even harder for me because, like, if you haven't noticed, I have a stutter. So when I do talk to most folks, like I'm always tripping over words. But like, the more you do it, the more comfy you get with it. Like, like the thing is, you have like the thing is like you gotta immerse yourself in that situation that makes you uncomfortable so you get more comfy in it if that makes sense yeah i find that when i'm with somebody else i feel mm -hmm. more comfortable because i can kind of like feed off of like somebody else that i know i can like yeah, feed off their energy or like come back to them and chat with them but when i'm by myself i just i i feel like s sometimes i'm just like standing there awkwardly by myself doing nothing yeah. oh hell, heck yeah yeah i know that feeling yeah it's it's an awkward feeling and like Cause like you have no one's energy, like you have no one, you have no one else's energy to work off of. So yeah, you do feel awkward. But like the thing is, you gotta find ways to get past it. That's yeah, yeah. I wish I had an easy answer, but like you just like sometimes you gotta just do it. Well, and the more you, the more comfy you get. It's like drawing. Just like when you begin drawing, you're bad at it. Cause like, cause like you don't know what you're doing, but like. But like the more you learn about like shapes and design and anatomy, the better you get at it. So, so to get better at talking to folks, gotta talk to folks. Okay, next next industry event I see you at, I'm uh, I'm gonna leech off your energy. <laughs> okay, sure, yeah, I could be I could be an energy battery. It's fine. Perfect, excellent. Yeah, no, I like what you said about that. You just have to force yourself to do it more, and then it becomes more comfortable. So I I, I feel that, and it's. Like in the moment, I have so many thoughts of like, I don't want to do this. It's going to be stupid. They're not going to want to talk to me. And you just have to like get rid of all those, that all that negative energy, I guess, and just do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Get rid of negative energy. Try to turn it, turn it around. Yeah. And just, just, yeah, like to try to redirect that negative energy into positive energy and like, and try to, sh and try to share that with others, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like it's hard though, but. So I, I know on our pre-chat, you mentioned something to me that maybe kind of ties into this as, as it's kind of along the same line where uh, you think you need to work harder than you think you do um, yeah. to get better than to get better at what you're doing. Can you elaborate on on what you mean by that? Well, the thing is, yeah, I think it's like I want to work harder to get better. But like, yeah. 
to it's tough to come back on. Like um, the thing is like um, oh gosh. Well, the sentiment was like you're already working hard, but to get to the next level, you have to work even harder than you think you're even working now. And and so like, what is it? What does working harder even look like? Or what what do you mean? Like working harder at what? Well, basically, it's just like kind of stepping up your uh, stepping up your game. Like 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 say like you did say you did like a one person biomechanic shot the last month. Mm-hmm. On your next shot, do two people like do two people dancing or two people arguing like like try to basically try to up each shot you do like if you do like a one if you do, if you do like a two man action shot do like a do one with like a creature and like another person like just try to try to basically improve on your last one and then and like when you approach that new shot. You'll have new like you you will get new struggles, but at the same time you'll gain new knowledge and that'll make you better. It's basically it's basically just going one step further, like making it a making each thing gradually harder on yourself, so you'll learn a bit more each time, and that I way you make yourself better. I that feel like sense. that in in kind of school and like school kind of forces me to do that. Like in first year semester one, it's like we're animating a pendulum. And I'm like, I just animated a great pendulum. This looks great. I got the timing good. And it's like, now I'm working on a full, like, lip-synced, full-body character movement, 30 for 24 frames per second for, like, my second-year project. But it's it's funny how in the moment I'm like, I'm getting really good. I feel very confident. And then the next project is thrown at you, and you almost feel like you don't know where to start. So yes uh for what you just said say you're working on like paw patrol for instance and i i'm just speculating but say you're only getting like one person dialogue shots for your entire contract i guess how do you actually do that thing where you're working harder to up your game when you're you're getting paid to just do kind of the same thing over and over again are you like working evenings and weekends to on your own stuff are you asking the supervisor for more difficult shots like how do you how do you make sure that you're always upping your game yeah well well yeah well at work i usually just like i don't really ask for anything harder i just i just do what they give me but like on evenings and weekends yeah like i'm a hundred percent doing my own thing like 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 on like from like friday saturday sunday like i'm working on my own shots like i'll I'll try to plan like a more complex fight scene or a more complex uh, animal shot or um or like I would sometimes dive into character design or concept art. So like so like on like so in my off time, that's really that's really my time to try to improve what I want to do. Gotcha. At, at work, I and then at, and then like I could take what I learned from at home and apply to and and apply it to work. You know so. So like I'm learning, like I'm constantly learning and applying things. Like sometimes I struggle a bit, but um, I'm still doing it just to keep my skills up. So, so like yeah, mostly in my spare time, I'm doing other things just to get better. Gotcha. Is this something typical of other animators too, where everybody's kind of trying to up their game in their spare time? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I gotta do it because like yeah, most of my buddies like they're still. There's like they still like even like they're still working on shows, but like in their spare time, they're they're still like animating their own thing because like in the like 
at the end of the day, it's an art, and yeah. you got to really hone your art and work on your craft and get better at it. So like, so some, so like sometimes I would see a pretty cool dialogue shot from one of my friends who sat across from me, and like, and like I would sometimes go up there, and be like, "Hey, man, that was a great shot you did." Like, like how did like, and like sometimes I would ask, like, "How did you get? How did you make this character do this?" And like. And like we, we we would kind of bounce ideas off each other. So so in that way, it's good to have your it's good to have it's good to work in your spare time because like you can learn new things and then share it with your peers and like make and then and then make and then make your peers around you better artists. So like so doing that, you can nice. kind of get back in a way. So like yeah yeah I'm I'm wondering um. We didn't really touch on this, but when you're actually on a contract, what are you expected to deliver? I've heard some like some places ask for like a minute of animation a week yeah. or like what what when you're working on a show like Paw Patrol or something similar, mm -hmm. what is what are you actually doing on that show? Like like every week. Oh, every week, like our quote, like we have a quota. And like. Okay every week like we basically get a number of shots to animate but like like on my time there i did mostly like um the like i did mostly group shots and some and some like individual shots and some vehicle shots like like shows like that it like it all varies like um it mostly depends on what they give you in the it depends on what your supervisor gives you or your sorry your yeah. league yeah so every week you your your like supervisor or whatever gives you a number of shots from a storyboard and then you just you have to animate it? Pretty much, yeah. Like we'll get a storyboard and like we'll get the my file, but like it's um it's all laid out for us. So all we so so um once we get a shot, we just we just animate the characters in that in that sequence the best we can. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but like we do work off the storyboard and and um, like we get the storyboard, the sound, and the layout, and then the rest is up to us. We just animate. Gotcha. So um, I'm and, assuming that you're constantly also getting feedback from your supervisor or the director or something yes. throughout to make sure that it all hits at the end of the week. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Like um, yeah. Like first we do. Yeah. Like we do a blocking pass and um. We always show it to our our lead or our director to get more feedback and make sure everything is in good continuity with the show. Yeah. So like that's a big part. So like every week we would meet with our with our with our with our supervisor and um he would he would critique our shots and and be like and say like you know change your posing on this or like add more squash here or like make the character like make the character be sadder here or like or or fix this pose or like add more arts here. So so they would basically go through our shots and tell us what we can improve on it, what needs to go, what's good, what's what's not good. So Gotcha. So, so you've you've been working for what, like over over six I, years or something now at studios? I'm wondering if there's been a specific piece of feedback that has stuck with you uh, throughout your career, uh, be get good. Well, no, just just I I guess like um I gotta be a bit faster. Faster. 
Yeah, I'm still too precious precious with, with my shots, so I, I really gotta I gotta I gotta just I gotta get my speed up there. Speed and quality, but yeah. So are there are there things that you've done over the years to to get faster at your shots? Yeah, yeah. I've been researching a lot of workflows. Hmm. Like a workflow like like animation workflows, like not just 2D but CG ones, like um like how can I quickly get a pose or how can I quickly get my keys, my breakdowns without spending so much time messing with the rig and um yeah so how do you how do you actually do that because something i never really thought of because um there's like everybody agrees that you know you need you need skill to get in the industry and whatever but workflow is also very important for speed and delivering deadlines Um, exactly and and that's quite interesting to me because it sounds like it's like here are your shots by the end of the week they have to be done and then you have to scramble and figure that out but if you have a good workflow that's kind of a formula for creating a good shot no matter what. Um, exactly. That would be really beneficial, I guess. So what are what are some of the things that you've put in your workflow that help you have that have helped you get faster? Um, I ch- I tried this one thing where like um like I would do my two key shots in Maya. Yeah. And it has this thing where where it auto in betweens. So like okay. for example, I'd have a key shot on frame one and frame like five, and then. I would scrub in between to find like the best. Uh, I guess I could try to find the best interpolation that Maya gives me, and then I would key that in the middle, and then and then I would go to the interpolation pose I key for Maya, and try and pose it to favor either my last pose or my first pose. So like, so I would I would basically take what Maya gives me. And then I would tweak it myself to match the other poses. So, so in so doing that, you kind of skip the, you kind of skip the, you skip the part on where to place it because it's kind of already placed in between there. Okay. And yeah, so yeah, so then I would take that middle pose and kind of and and just um repose it to favor my two keys or yeah to favor my keys. So you were doing this manually before? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like I would manually make two, like I would manually make two keys and then and then click in the middle and then manually like match it, which is still fine to do. Like it's still like it's still like you, you, you can still do that, but uh, I just found it a bit quicker just to use what Maya gives me and then tweak that and make it match my last pose as much as possible. Nice, nice. Are there any other time-saving tips you have? <laughs> uh, yeah, like with that, it does the with the, yeah. There's that, and then also before I jump into Maya, I would I would draw out my key poses so I know what I'm doing, rather than because usually I would go into Maya and kind of mess with with the rig and like yeah. and and then like an hour would pass by and have one pose so that sent me back so. I found it a lot better just to draw my key poses and work off those because um because I have because I because I know because I'm faster with drawing like I can speak that language much quicker and just some poses and then transfer them and then transfer them into Maya and then there was one method I used for 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 when I was at home is uh I would animate most of my shot hand drawn. And then I would export my hand-drawn animation 
put it into Maya and like work off my hand drawn keys. So so basically so basically like I would hand draw everything roughly and then use Maya to clean it up. I'm I'm assuming like it almost sounds like you know what you're good and fast at, so you're incorporating that into your specific workflow. Because I'm wondering if would that does 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 everybody kind of do this where they where they like draw it ahead of time or they take the in between pose and they they like shift it around or is this something that has worked for your workflow specifically? It's well, it's worked for me, but like every every animator has a unique workflow. Yeah. It's like a thumbprint. Like, like every, like they have a unique way of doing things. Like, huh. like, like some, like, like sometimes their meth. Like I would try to use their method, and sometimes it wouldn't gel with me. But like, but like sometimes I could, I could give advice to someone, and like that advice wouldn't work for them. So right. it's depends on the animator. Like we all have, we all have various workflows that that work for us. Yeah, I think that's good because like going through school, sometimes there's like this formula that is supposed to work but for everybody, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. as you just said, like you, it's understanding what you're really good at and applying that to the situation regardless. Because exactly. I would think there's no 2D animation in 3D, but and maybe there's not for a lot of people. But for you, there is there's there's like doing it rough 2D first. That's interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, because like, yeah, because the principles translate is just. You're just using it. You're just using a different pencil, and yeah. like, and, and I and like I studied two D for a while, so I kind of so I know the language a lot better. So right. like, so I could I could block out poles really easily, or like get a sequence really easily if I draw it out first. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering, as we're kind of wrapping up the chat, is there is there any advice that you would give to somebody who wants to get into 3D and they're kind of pursuing that right now that that you wish you had when you were starting out or that you've learned since? Uh, what I learned mostly is just practice, work hard, surround yourself <laughs> with like-minded people, like talk to other animators, uh, observe Listen life. Listen to this podcast. Yeah, listen to this podcast. <laughs> For all the sweet info, yeah, yeah. This podcast, like, um, like observe life a lot. Like, like go out, go to go to events, talk to people, get experiences. Like, all of this will feed into your like your animation reference library. Like, like, like the most advice I'd say was like, like, like yes, make like make animation your life, but have a life too. Like, like get out there, like. Meet people, have experiences, and have and like have that feed into your artwork. Nice, I like that. that. I, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's like expand your horizons because everything is like an internal library reference for you, a reference library for you. Exactly, and and animation is the illusion of life, and like so, so like you need, you gotta have a life. Yeah, yeah, to like to feed that illusion. So like, yeah, I would say mostly just like. Yeah, just work hard, practice a lot, talk to other professionals, like talk to your peers, talk to your teachers, talk to like whoever you can and just and just get experiences and yeah, and work really, really hard. Sweet. Yeah. Is there is there anything else that you'd like to share? Um, I not at the moment. Sorry. <laughs> That's OK. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on, Jamal. And if you're listening and you'd like to get in touch with him or follow his work, 
You can check out his Instagram, which is Jamal67, or find him in LinkedIn. And I'll include both those links in the description of this podcast. And that is all for now. So thanks so much for listening. Okay, bye.